Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here. We're loaded up, ready to go. I am exhausted. Mike's Mike's here with us today. He's, he's I'm not he's, exhausted. Yeah, I know. You weren't traveling as much as I was this past week. But we're here. We're ready to go. We have another loaded show for you guys today. Uh, we are just on the precipice of some big training camp news. Uh, we're going to be talking to your Detroit Lions as they enter camp. We've got our AFC divisional winner ranking. So all four divisions we've already gone through in the AFC. Now we're taking the winners to determine who is our AFC champion before we go into the NFC. Um, we're also going to be previewing WWE NXT's Great American Bash show. Mike's going to be talking briefly about the Ring of Honor Death of Fort Dishonor show because your boy didn't watch it because uh, he was in Vegas. Um I know Mike's shaking his head at me because I'm a loser and I didn't. I didn't. I would have watched it. I know. I know. I know. I was on like a three hour time difference too. It was all messed up. Like SmackDown's at like five o'clock over there. Um, and then of course we are going to do something a little more fun today as we are just a couple weeks away from uh, SummerSlam here in Detroit, which uh, both of us will be at respectively. But um, we're going to do our perfect. SummerSlam card, which is well, we tried, um, but is we're it perfect. Yeah, clearly not. I didn't. Even, I didn't even follow the criteria correctly. So <laughs> it's not. It's not perfect, but I think it's pretty damn good. Um, but let's just jump in here, Mike. Let's let's you know. Let's start off here with your hometown, Detroit Lions. Uh, veterans reported yesterday, uh, as of Saturday. Uh, rookies were there on Wednesday, July nineteenth. And before we get into too much, right, the Lions made a move over the week. Uh, they send a conditional sixth-round pick in uh, in coming back to them. You've got wide receiver Denzel Mims mm-hmm. from the New York Football Jets and a seventh-round pick. Mm-hmm. And the condition on that sixth-round pick basically is if Denzel Mims makes the team out of training camp, then the Lions obviously do the pick swap of sending a sixth-rounder. They get back a seventh. Um, if he does not make the team, then basically the trade is, well, we just gave you Denzel Mims for two months. Um, any thoughts at all on this move? I think it's such a it's such a low risk, you know, kind of like, hey, sure, why not, right, type of thing, where if he makes the team and he contributes at all, I would consider it a win, right? I mean, you're talking about a guy, right? He's like 6'3", runs a 3'8", a 4'3", 8'40", coming out of uh, out of Baylor. His former second-round pick um, really fell out of favor really quickly with the Robert Sala coaching staff. Um, doesn't have a ton of, like, statistics to make you go, holy crap, this dude's like a steal. I know some Lions fans are trying to make this into something bigger than it is. Um, but he's got speed. Get a little bit of height to him, right? If he catches, if he makes the team and he catches 20 passes, but they're all just deep shots, I'd be thrilled, right? Like, I think that's kind of like, I think it's very much a, like, hey, here's your job. Mm-hmm. You're going to do this thing, right? Like, even with Jameson, but now you just have another weapon, right? And maybe it's just one of those things where it changes scenery. Guy's in a contract year, comes in, plays his ass off, who knows? Any thoughts at all on this? You know, it's a name, I guess, if you're like a big combine junkie, right? You know, mm-hmm. you see a lot of people like, oh, I loved him out of the combine because he, he tested really well. Production-wise, ain't much there. Yeah. But is it, you know, you haven't really had great quarterback play in New York. You know, he fell out of favor early when Robert Sala got there. 
Is it a situation of, you know, potentially, hey, new place, gets an opportunity, who the hell knows? Yeah, no, this this did as close to nothing for yeah. me yeah. as as it could. Um, uh, they released Michael Badgley, too, to free up a spell. That, that, you know what? That did more for me yeah. than, <laughs> than this guy. Right. Uh, yeah, this guy runs fast. He's big. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So is everyone. So try it. Yeah, try it. See what happens. Right. Um, no, I don't think... Uh, I don't. I don't think he's very good. I don't think he runs routes good. No. I, I uh, no. His job is going to be go straight. Yeah. Go run yeah, a go vertical. F- yeah. And exactly. see what happens. Go beat the guy over the top and, and see what happens. And try to catch the football if you can, because yeah. obviously that's a trouble mark too. Is catching the football. <laughs> so uh, don't need hands when you got speed. Uh, yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> As Tyree killed that one, I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah. No. I d- does not move the needle. Don't even yeah. think he'll probably make the team. Yeah. At, I think it's going to be between so, him and the Antoine Green guy, the seventh round. Pick yeah. out of North Carolina. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested, you know. Um, coming out of that trade, though, right, you, you, we get the reports that uh, Marvin Jones is starting the uh, starting training camp on the NFI list, so maybe there's partially another reason why they maybe mm-hmm. reached out and were like, yeah, let's give this kid a shot. Um, but Lions are officially in camp, right? We, we've already got the video on Twitter, uh, Dan Campbell doing some down-ups, uh, a Lions tradition like no other now, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um Got to. You know, you're looking at it, and you've got, like, 35% of people are betting the Lions, not just to win the NFC North, but to just win the NFC, which is bonkers, in my opinion, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the expectation – this is the first year I think we've ever entered a Lions season since the inception of this show where you go – it's no longer just blind optimism – on my side of the table, praying to God that something happens and they can actually for, you know, put out an actual mm. product that is, you know, worthy of winning. It's everybody is now like, no, no, like lions are a team that should be yeah. looked at as a, as a legitimate I, team. I, I mean, I would argue still, I know <laughs> everyone disagrees. I still think that second Patricia year, we went into that with pretty high hopes. No, 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 I, no, I, I think we did. I don't necessarily know if the national side mm. went in. I like. I, I think this is the first year that Lions fans and the national media, mm. who doesn't follow the Lions, right? Like we get so. I mean, I mean, all Lions around draft pick commercial, right? Like yeah. that's just how it goes. Um, I think this is the first year that I can remember, probably since the eleven and five year. When after, you know, Jim Caldwell's first season, it's like, okay, well, they played pretty good. You know, probably should have beat Dallas and won a playoff game and all that jazz. Um, this is the first time that I feel like Lions blind opt Lions fans, you know, blind optimism about the team mm-hmm. somewhat correlates to what the rest of the league is kind of saying about this Lions team, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, hey, look, you're favored to win the NFC North. You're supposed to be a contender in the NFC, which is objectively bad. Right, so kind of take your shot now if you can. Sure. The way they drafted seems to be very much like, hey, no, we're expecting that next step, right? Playoffs, all that stuff. Um, even local radio seems to be pretty heavily behind the lines, which is just fascinating, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, it just feels like this is a different feeling, aura, whatever you can say about this team, and yeah. it's kind of weird because, like, yeah, look, they finished nine and eight. That's great, you know, winning season. I'll take it. You know, you kick, you know, kick the Packers out of the playoffs and all that stuff. Um, but th- this is a lot of accolades in the preseason that this team is getting mm. 
before they've done anything. And they don't really have any real track record of following through on any sort of expectation. Yeah. So it's like, I'm, I'm nervous more than anything because it feels like they have all the makings. I think they are the best team in this division. I think they can win the NFC North. I think they can win a playoff game. After that, who the hell knows? But does that mean they're going to do it? No. I've seen good Lions teams before. You know, mm-hmm. that 2011 team, that 2012 team, those are good football teams, and they didn't get shit done. You know, so it's like at some point, right, it's got to happen. You think this is the year where they finally take the NFC North, and it's like, okay, hey, listen, you know, for at least this one season, we run the North. Yeah, I think they could definitely win the division this year. Um, still iffy on winning a playoff game. I still think it's slow. You think it's more matchup dependent? It's very matchup dependent. Yeah, because um, yeah, I think how, even if like San Francisco comes to town, I don't think that's necessarily you're a favorite in that game. I don't either. That, yeah. And that's kind of where it comes down to is yeah. if you... I don't see who's beating San Fran in their division, but I, I think Sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think it's... So how I look at the, at the NFC as a whole, I yeah. think there's six teams that are viable, mm-hmm. and then there's a whole bunch of like... I guess teams. Yeah. So when you look at the viable teams, you're looking at your Eagles, Cowboys, 40. Actually, so there's actually tiers to this too. Yeah. So that you got your Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers, who I think are on like top of the world. In yeah. The so NFC. I, don't even, I don't even have Dallas on that top of that list, but I'll let you get to it. Uh, yeah. Um, and then I have your um, Seahawks, Lions, mm-hmm. Vikings, Saints. Yeah kind of in that next tier of teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how I look at it is if you play a team yeah. in one above you, yeah, it's probably a, won't win right. or you won't be favored in it. If you play a team in that same tier that I just mentioned, yeah, then you get a shot and you have a shot and you're probably, if you're at home, a favorite. Right. So it really kind of depends on, you know, if you're a four seed, and you're playing that five seed, and somehow say the Cowboys win the division. Okay, now you're playing Philly as a five seed right, coming that's in. Tough. That's tough. If you're a two or a three seed, and you're playing Seattle or Minnesota or mm-hmm. maybe the Falcons, surprise right. people, oh, yeah, or for sure. the Giants kind of sweep yep. in there or something as a six or a seven, and you get one of those teams yeah. at home, definitely a lot more winnable there. Right. So yeah. uh, I do think they win the division. I mm-hmm. do think it's very matchup dependent yeah. on if you can win, because I don't think you're good enough to beat right. the Eagles, the Niners, and I think the Cowboys can be a little iffy dependent. Yeah, especially in Dallas. Especially right? if it end up in Dallas. If it yeah. was in Detroit, yeah, I, I think, think so, yeah. it's way more 50-50 than, yeah. um, than that. What What is your biggest concern? Like us, health aside, right? Because you sure. can, you know, that's 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 a given, right? What is your biggest concern for this Lions team? Is it Goff continuing on his pace? Is it the run defense? Is it the secondary? Um, is it, you know, Jamison Williams playing with fireworks? What is your what is your biggest concern that you have going into this season that's yeah. like, okay, if this happens or this thing or, you know, this position group, whatever, is our Achilles heel, what would that be for us? Yeah, I think it's a mix between Goff's play yep. and – the back seven okay. of the defense. Okay. The reason I say golf's play is I know he has awesome numbers last year, mm-hmm. but his home and away splits rough. are rough. Yeah. Like when you're 20 and three touchdown interceptions at home, yeah. but you're like six and four yeah. on the road. Right. For eight road games that you yeah. played last year. Well, I mean, they got shut out against New England. Yeah, you got so. shut out against New England <laughs> and you scored like. Yeah. 14 against Minnesota or something right. when you yeah. went on the road against them or whatever it was. Um, not, like, the best odds there. <laughs> so, like I said, if you're playing a home playoff game against 
the Giants or something. Yeah. Sure, that 20 and 3 right. looks really, really good. Right. If you have to go take that first round or even a second round on the road to Philly yeah. when you're throwing a 6 and 4 split in the cold. In the cold. Yeah. And outdoors, not yeah. the best thing. So, right. golf I am worried about in the sense of that that road split right. comparatively to the home split. And then my and then the back 7 because yes, we signed Cam Sutton. Yes, we drafted a linebacker in the first round. Yes, we have all that stuff, mm-hmm. but I still think the secondary is still very unproven. Yeah, like we, well, it's like, a whole new secondary. We, we right? go in every year, gone out oh, like uh, two years ago. We we're all right. We got Jeff Okuda, yeah. and we got this guy, yeah. and we got Tracy Wall. Aw- awesome. Right. And then it's like, so this year it's like, oh, we have Mosley back there, and we got Cam Sutton. Should be awesome mm-hmm. until Mosley is not good. Right. Right. And until something breaks down or someone. I know you said outside injuries, but yeah, uh, yeah. if someone yeah, for misses sure. a game well, or two it's, it's out there. it's the expectation, right? C.J. Gardner-Johnson doesn't lead the league in interceptions. Yeah. You're like, okay, maybe that's Yeah, like Anz- yeah. Anzalone, everyone's like, oh, he played really good the second. Okay, but still yeah. Alex Anzalone. We know right. what Kirby he is. Kirby Joseph so. takes more risks, and he's more liable in coverage now, yeah. right? Like, there's there's definitely a lot of, like, listen, this whole secondary is basically going to be a brain, right? When you look at them, you know, left to right, when you, you you've got Cam Sutton, Tracy Walker coming off an Achilles injury, right? Mm-hmm. Kirby Joseph, uh, can you build off of a, a rookie season that was pretty strong, right? Yeah. And and my my early worries is that your first two teams that you play this year oh, yeah, are very air raid, oh, yeah. high octane yep. offenses in yep. Kansas City, obviously, yep. and Seattle, who has three awesome receivers yep. and a quarterback that throws seventy complete seventy percent of his passes, so. Yep. That I just don't want the confidence level for the defensive backs yeah. to be bad. If okay, if Chiefs score thirty five on you right. and Seattle goes out scores thirty one on you, yeah. it's like okay, but those are two of the best yeah. offenses you'll play all year. Right. Not it, it might be more of an anomaly, but people might take it as God, the secondary sucks. Get like start yeah, benching yeah. people, right. get people go like whatever, and I think that could. This run is course. this is Aaron Glenn's year, in my opinion. Yeah, like. Look, you you know you didn't have the pieces the first year because you just basically went all right. We got to tear it down to the studs. Second year, okay, you're getting some people back, right? All right, we're gonna try to you know you got second year in the system, and the last ten games looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. Now you've got and I would say there is a clear upgrade in look just statistically in talent from last year to this year. Yeah, you right. You go with Cam Sutton. You've got Emmanuel Mosley, Jerry Jacobs, C.J. Gardner Johnson. That, and, and I'll throw Brian Branch in there just because, you know, higher draft pick, right? And then you've got Tracy Walker coming back. You've got uh, Kirby Joseph, who's now a full-time starter, right, coming mm-hmm. in. It's kind of one of those situations where it's like, look, man, you this is the time to do it, right? You've got Hutchinson a year or two. James Houston is becoming, you know, a kind of a pass rush specialist. Charles Harris is coming back healthy. Romeo Guara is back healthy. Um, John Kaminsky is going to be able to play with more than one hand, right? That you've got better linebacker play. You've drafted a linebacker in the first round in Jack Campbell. You've got Alex Lanzaloni. Like all these pieces, they've made all these moves. It's now kind of time, I think, for Aaron Glenn to kind of put it all together. And look, I don't expect them to be a top 10 defense. It's just, I don't think it's very realistic for that mm-hmm. to happen. But can they be 15th? Can they be. In that in that range, right yeah. where they're not terrible, but maybe they're not. Oh my God! Like it's guaranteed we're going to allow twenty eight points a game. Yeah, you know and what I, I mean? think the problem is that number is going to get deflated slightly because of the first team, two teams yeah. you play. Like to start the year, yeah. your defense will be in the twenties probably, and it's going to be bad. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just giving, I just sure. want to get the reaction. Sure. Sure. Let, let's talk about this. I do want to ask you this though. 
this first game against the Chiefs. Yeah. Right. If they win, okay. Okay. If they win, does it do anything for you? Not does it at change all. your expectations at all? Because I know what's going to happen if they beat the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Everybody and their mother is going to go, are the Lions Super Bowl? I can see it on ESPN mm-hmm. the moment that game is over. Yeah. Are Lions Super Bowl contenders? Are Lions, uh, uh, can yeah. the Lions do this? Uh, the, can the Detroit Lions win the NFC? All this stuff, right? And everybody's going to come on and be like, I, I mean, this team's a 13-win team now, right? Mm-hmm. You just beat the Chiefs. Anything? Does it move a needle? Like, what What has to happen in that week one for, the, for, for, for you to move a needle either way? Because if they get blown out, does that do anything? Yes. Okay. So they're yeah, in a pretty if, much if, a no-win situation with you, basically. Pretty much. Okay. I mean, listen, if they get Arizona Cardinals like last year when it's it's like 42 to 14, it's like you're, it's just a bad luck, yeah, especially, yeah. you know, yeah. Thursday night football, first right. game opening of the season, night, yeah. opening night. Um, and you kind of just fall flat in your face after the great end of the year you had yeah, last year. For sure. Um, but if you win, like, I like it's it's the first week, sure, but beating the Chiefs in week one or beating them in week nine. Yeah. Like, like yeah. if they beat them in week nine, yeah. would, do you think people would be, Super Bowl, baby, let's get there? No. Especially if, if, if the Chiefs are seven and one. Like, no one would think that. Yeah. So I don't want to think that yeah. if they win week one. Right. When I know historically the Chiefs are awesome in the first four weeks of the season. Right. Um, but you have to take it like if it happened in week one, like it happened in week nine or ten. It's yeah. the same game, right. you know? So I don't I don't overreact to – I mean – I don't think I don't think this game would move the needle for me really at all. Yeah. It would move the needle like a hair more if right. they get blown out in a loss, but it really doesn't blow like move because yeah. hey, listen, if they get blown out of a loss, I go, who hasn't? Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. No, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Like 49ers yeah. last year yep. who were in the NFC sure. championship game, lost by 30. Yep. Like yep. everyone loses by a lot against the Chiefs outside of like Cincinnati. Right. Buffalo's lost by like forty in the AFC Championship game to the like yep. everyone gets blown out by the Chiefs. It happens, right? So like I don't think it moves the needle either way, right? Yeah, I I am just fascinated to see what this team looks like. Um, you know, you look at the numbers. Everyone's everyone's on this on this Lions bandwagon, right? Training camp is sold yeah. out every single day, right? Yeah. Like you can't get tickets. I need more people to bet the Lions <clears throat> so the numbers small and so I can bet the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> Please, if anyone who listens, just bet the Lions. Yeah, I don't. I I'm you know that game is going to be really interesting, right? Because it's a it's the initial test, right? It's like, hey, look, you're getting the best quarterback in the league coming mm-hmm. to town. I mean, not coming to town, but like you're going into their place. They're hanging another banner, right? Can you somehow yeah. figure out a way to squeak one out and steal one? Yeah, right? Last time they hung a banner, they beat the Texans by 35. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh. So it's, it's you know, not great. Not great by any situation, right? The beginning of your schedule is tough. But, I, you know, it's one of those situations, man, where, it, look, I'm going to go back to what Dan Miller said. You got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think that's where this team is, right? I think I am in that situation where it's like I'm, I'm excited. I think that we have a competent general manager who is – constructing this team Mm -hmm. and it's a nerve-wracking feeling to think that there is legitimate expectations outside of the city of Detroit for this football team you know what I mean and that's something that we have not had in a very long time Mm -hmm. so it's interesting I'm excited for it looking forward to seeing you know um what they look like week one you know I think preseason is going to be followed and scrutinized to the extreme this year always Always, my goodness right they start out 0-2 what is wrong with Jared Goff I'm like he's throwing six passes figure it out um, I, it's, you know, it's time to go, man. I, I just, I, it's a weird feeling to think that we could be talking about this team, you know, four months from now and be like, so we won the NFC North, 
know what I mean? That's they crazy. Have to do it eventually. That's crazy. You think Never so? Never done it. You so think so? You get to do it one time. You think, hey, they've NFC Central champs. All right, you shut up. All right. <laughs> I would remember that they time were, period. Tampa was in our division at that time. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Um, which one of these is not like the other, but it's fine. <laughs> um, let's just focus a little bit. Let's get to our AFC divisional rankings. Um, just as a recap, right, we kind of did all four divisions, got a winner out of there, so we're trying to get our AFC champion. The four teams are the Baltimore Ravens. You've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. You've got the... Um, Somebody in the somebody. I'm forgetting. Jets and Chargers. Jets. That was one that was stumping me. I knew I had the Chargers wait, trying to go in order. Yeah. Um, Jets, who are on hard knocks begrudgingly, which I think is hilarious that they're like, we're going to give you the least amount of access possible. I'm like, also, hard knocks is going to be even worse than normal. Cool. Yeah, I know. Um, it was enticing because I hate hard knocks as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of hoping the Lions were just going to be on it again because at least I had like rooting interest. So now I'm just like, Tell me how bad Aaron Rodgers is in camp. <laughs> yeah. Even um, even Lions Hard Knocks was a hard sit through. Yeah. And that's like a team I enjoy. I can't imagine <laughs> a team I don't care about. Um, yeah, and we got Jets and we have the Chargers. So as always, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Do we know what quarterbacks yet? All right. So we got Aaron Rodgers on one of these teams. Sure. We have uh the running back, Lamar Jackson, on one of Damn. That's tough. I felt bad wow. saying Wow. He's really fast. Aggressive. That was a little passive-aggressive um, there. I wonder have, if Mike's rooting for Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> we have the 2018 uh, National Championship quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, out there. You there. there you go. There you go. And we have... Uh, just as many playoff wins as Lamar Jackson. Yep. Let's just keep dogging Yeah, we'll just keep show. dogging everybody. <laughs> and then we have a guy who can't hold leads and run a, won a Rose Bowl a couple years ago and Justin Herbert. There you go. There you go. I have anything for Rodgers. I guess he won a Super Bowl one time. 13 years ago. It was 13 years ago. Wild to me how long um, it's been. I was in high school. I was like in like first grade. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I um, was 10, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, Gross. Yeah, so how do we want to rank these ones? All right, so let's see. This is, you know what? This is actually really hard to rank. It is it because is, they're all different. Well, it's funny is because you don't have the you don't have the Mahomes hanging over your head, right? Or yeah. that one clear defined number one guy. Yeah, right. They're all just like really good. All right, so you got one. Herbert, you got Lamar, you've got Rogers, and you've got Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Oof, 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 oof. So, okay, I'm gonna go on a limb. Okay. Okay. I like limbs. Okay, I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm going to say Herbert's number one right now. That's an interesting limb. Because I think based off last season, okay, because you have to go recency here. You can't go with the accolades because Rodgers is going to take it, right? But, yes. like, if we're looking over the last last season, Rodgers was not very good, Yes. right? Do I expect a bounce back? A little bit. I can't mm. imagine he's going to be as bad as he was last year, right? Um, but it – New offense, a lot of different things. And that offensive line is garbage, which we'll get to. And he's not, he's not, he gets pissy when he gets hit, right? Mm-hmm. I think Herbert's probably got the strongest arm. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably, he's just as athletic as Trevor Lawrence is. Yeah. And I think he's got the numbers to kind of back it up, right? You know, I, I just think right now in this moment, I think he's probably the guy you're taking. Yeah, it, like right now. I, like I think if you had to, I think the only hard part. Yeah, and this just goes off of my NBA. Yeah, yeah. analysis. Yeah, is Trevor Lawrence did beat him head to head. 
He did. Now yeah. I know it's not yeah. like yeah. quarter it's a quarterback head to head. Yeah. So it's not like they actually played against each other. Right. But in the game, he yeah. came back from twenty seven down and he ended did. up winning the game. Yeah. So that's the only thing that but I go. You, you're gonna put Trevor Lawrence at this point. If we're looking at it statistically, it's not like Trevor Lawrence is lighting up the stat sheet right now. That's right? true. You know what I mean? Like now, this year, if we're doing this exact same thing next year, I would not have an issue putting Trevor Lawrence in my top five, depending on what Jacksonville does, right? Yeah. If he goes out and throws 4,500 yards and 39 touchdowns and 10 picks, I'm going to go, okay, well, he's arrived, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think you can say that yet for T Law. No, no, that's fair. It was just yeah. that's how I that's yeah. how I like. I look make at it and I go, happen. Lamar hasn't played in two years. Yeah, right. But he, you, we've know the best of. I, let me put it this way: I think Lamar's fourth in when you term of just arm ability. Yes, he would be. You know what I mean? Overall ability, he'd be third because the last like two or three years we haven't seen anything right. from him. Exactly. Who do you have as your number? Do you have Rodgers as one? No, no. Okay, Rod- got, yeah, no, okay. I was debating between Trevor and Justin okay. being one and two. Okay. I just, you I think, think there's, yeah. Well, so when I did my quarterback list, mm-hmm. I had Trevor at five and Justin at six. Okay. All like yeah, as, as right, total right. quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And so they were literally, when I do all 32, mm-hmm. they're right next to each other. Right. So right. I'm like, okay, going either one. Yeah. I just look at the the reason why I put Trevor at five mm-hmm. and Justin at six was, was because the of the head to head in a playoff game. Yeah. I just, because Trevor, yeah. or I guess Trevor was at home, but still, it's a you know, yeah. head to head. So that was the only reason I had. I think Herbert, because he, he was th- rookie of the year. He did year, throw, I think, two picks in that game, too. <laughs> he did. Well, he was bad early and yeah, then and came then back with good. like four touchdowns right. in the second half, yeah. where Herbert folded in the second half. That's yeah. that's the only reason why. But I, I do think maybe Herbert, slightly at this point, maybe slightly better. I yeah. think it's close. Yeah, I do. Th- I think it's close. And as I, think, well. I think the problem is. I know Brandon Saley is not this awesome coach, yeah. but when you have Urban Meyer for a year, you don't develop at all for that no, year. No, I agree. So with like that. he's had well, a- he. I mean, he did have Joe Lombardi though. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. Now Kellen Moore is going to be there. Now, like let's say Kellen Moore coming over, I think is going to be help quite a bit. Yeah. Since it's close, we can go off of coaching. Do you think yeah. Kellen Moore is going to be more helpful, or do you think Doug Peterson advancing Trevor Lawrence next year is going to be more helpful? I think, I think. Herbert's going to thrive more under Kellen Moore. It, I think I think Chilaw is just going to continue to ascend, but I think you're going to see a drastic improvement in decision making and explosiveness out of the offense with Kellen Moore running it. Okay, I think I think they've already got their system in Jacksonville, right? Mm-hmm. Where I think I think you were hindered by Joe Lombardi last year, yeah. if that makes any sense, sure. right? Like if this was last year, you're like, well, I didn't really see much on Trevor. Like, yeah, well, you had the worst coach ever mm-hmm. coaching your team. Doug Peterson's been there a year. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you saw sure. the growth yeah. in Trevor Lawrence from that year, right? I would put Herbert one. I mean, I would put T Law two because I think right if you're looking right now and you're taking draft picks, I don't think you're taking Rodgers or Lamar over those two guys right now. No, I I, di- I just can't imagine. I'm gonna put Rodgers three and I'll put Lamar four. Yeah, I know. I know people are gonna. I, I can't believe you're doing it, but like, look at who you're talking about. I, I think. I know Rodgers isn't hasn't been great the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, I guess he was back well, back MVP. Yeah, like and then he fell off a ago. cliff. But yeah. I also think Lamar quitting on his team sucks. Sucks. Yeah, hard hardcore. Like yeah. I couldn't imagine a sense where mm-hmm. the Lions win the NFC North and Golf goes. Ah, I kind of want a new contract. I'm not going to play his playoff game. No shit. And that goes over well. Right. Can't imagine no. that. No. So. Yeah, if we have to be fair to both sides, I think yep. Lamar going. I want a new contract. Mm-hmm. Not going to play his playoff game. Yep. And, the, and and actually, when you watch the playoff game, go oh seventeen seventeen in the yeah. fourth. Tyler quarter. Huntley probably could have won the game. Yeah, yeah. Like so, if Lamar was there, yeah. Imagine where you're at. You probably exactly. advance, but you didn't. 
So yeah, so I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I listen. I, I I don't. Th- it's not so much a shot at Lamar as just when you're looking at it and you go, look, man. I think some of these other guys have shown their propensity to put their team on their back to go win a football game, right? And I haven't seen that, right? I think this is a make or break year a little bit for Justin Herbert. I think to get him out of like the. He's got the stats, but no wins, right? I mean, we saw that with Matt Stafford for several years where it's like, well, he's got all the numbers in the world, but he's not winning. You know, I think it's time he starts, you know, winning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be close. True. All right, running back rooms here. So we got the Jets have Brees Hall and Michael Carter. The Ravens have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. And Melvin Gordon, if you and care. And Melvin Gordon, because no he just got there. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars have Travis Etienne and Tyler Bigsby. And the Chargers have Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly. Okay. I mean, I think Eckler's the best running back mm-hmm. in the list. Yeah. I think I is it I think it's personally between right now between me, I think it's it's a it's hard for me to like the Jets are really good. Like I like yeah. that running back room. The, it's, the is it player over room. That's right. Exactly because like I like the Baltimore room, but Dobbins is never healthy. Yeah. But Brees Hall's coming off a big ACL tear. So it's like, okay. You know what I mean? No, 100%. Uh, I would I would put Chargers at one. Okay. Because I think Austin yeah. Eckler is. I mean, he's the mo- he's a complete back. He's a complete, yeah. Yeah. He absolutely. Catches the ball. He's a three-down back. You don't take him off the field. In terms of, so after that, yeah. I guess it kind of goes down to, do you like Travis Etienne as a player, or do you like the rooms of the other two? I like the rooms of the other two better. I, I, think, I think overall. I do, too. I think I want to put the Jets, too. I do, too. I think I'm going to put the Ravens three, three and then Jacksonville, Jacksonville four. four. It's a big drop off after ETN. It is like, yeah, like the, all they have is they get this tank, big speed, yeah. Jamichael hasty yeah. to Ernest Johnson. Yeah. Hard pass like, on all those. Not really much yeah. there. So, you know who would be, who would serve us really well for them mm. is a guy like Zeke. Yeah. To be like their in between the tackles guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To take some t- carries away from ETN, let him flex out yeah. just as a, you know, just a thumper. Or like a Leonard Fournette or somebody a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, wide receiver rooms. This one might be a little interesting. Okay, depending on how we. It's it's hard because you're like, man, you're putting these guys fourth, and you're like, they were one in our division. Yeah, in the division. <laughs> yeah, no. All right, wide receiver rooms. So the Jets, they got Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, and McCole Hardman mm-hmm. with uh, no Dunzel Mims. What happened? No, <laughs> no, we added him last time. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have uh, Odell, Nelson Aguilar, and Zay Flowers. Sure. Jacksonville Jaguars have Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, and Christian Kirk. And the Chargers have Mike Williams, Quentin Johnson, and Keenan Allen. Yeah. Okay. So Chargers are one. Chargers are one. I think um, Jets are Jets are two. two. Yep. And then it really, I mean, I think Calvin Ridley helps a lot with that. Calvin Ridley runner. does help a lot. I think it's Calvin actually and Christian Kirk. I think I really think it's better. That I think it's better than because here's the thing: OBJ hasn't played in basically two years, right? Yeah. Like he had a good playoff run, mm-hmm. but that was you know, and he had one good catch <clears throat> in the Super Bowl and then hurt himself. So yeah, exactly. He didn't play like, the whole one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and then like like after that, right? Zay Flowers is a rookie. Um. Uh, not Brashad Perry, but what was his name? Uh, the Central Michigan guy, right? Like, he's not, hasn't shown up yet to be, like, their dude. Mm-hmm. I think Baltimore's four. Yeah, I I don't necessarily disagree there. Um, Let's see, tight end rooms. So the Jets have uh, Tyler Conklin and C.J. Uzama. They're four. Uh, <laughs> 
Baltimore <laughs> has Mark Andrews. Need I say more? Yep. Jacksonville has Evan Ingram. Need yep. I say more? Yep. And the Charger, contract. Yep. And Chargers have Gerald Everett and Donald Parham Jr. Yeah, I was right. They're four. Yeah, they are four. Yeah. So I would say uh, Jacksonville is three. Jacksonville's three. Sure. Yes. Yes. Because they just have Evan Ingram. Oh, I no. Like- I'm sorry. Hold on. No, I'm sorry. Not three. I'm sorry. I've got Baltimore one with Mark Andrews, mm-hmm. Jacksonville two with Evan Ingram, with Evan Ingram, Chargers three. Chargers with three. The yes, sorry, I, I was I was thinking Chargers, but said said sure. Jacksonville. Yep. Yeah, Chargers three. Chargers three. Jets four. Jets four. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no disagreement there really. Yeah. Offensive lines, left tackle to right tackle. Jets are four. <laughs> <laughs> you you really hope they are. Yeah, we'll see. They're gonna be four. All right. Uh, Jets here got Dwayne Brown, Lincoln Tomlinson, Joe Titman. Elijah Vera Tucker and Makai Becton. Yeah. The Ravens. Oh, have... Makai Becton just got hurt. I just saw. I just. Oh, heard did you? It. I, I just you, heard it. You just, just heard, heard it? it? Okay. Yep. Stepped on a twig. Uh, the Ravens have <laughs> Ronnie Stanley. Um, what's this guy's name? I got to see. John Simpson, Tyler Lindenbaum, Kevin Zietler, and Morgan Moses. It's Baltimore. Yep. Yep. Jacksonville has Walker Little, Ben uh, Barch, Luke Fortner. Brandon Sheriff and Anton Harrison. I lied, therefore. <laughs> and the Chargers have Rashawn Slater, Zion Johnson, Corey Lindsley, Jameer uh, Sawyer, and Trey Pipkins the third. All right. Um Nothing <clears throat> nothing really standout-ish in the offense. No, you can tell this is the weak link of their of like all of their Yeah. So Jets aren't four. I would. I'm actually going to say probably Jacksonville's probably four. I think Jacksonville's especially four. with with uh, the suspension. Yeah. Uh, to Greg Robinson, I think that's tough. Yeah. Um, uh, saying Jets are three, I don't think is out of the realm. No, I think though. Jets would probably be three. And I think I like the Chargers the best. I think so too. Lines. I think it once again. I think if you're going through and you look at, they probably have the, they have the best center on Corey Lindsley. And yeah. then you've got Sean Slater, Rashawn Slater, Ronnie Stanley are probably the yeah, best. exactly. And I think right now, I think Rashawn Slater is probably the best that out of the group. Yeah, yeah. and then even having the Zion Johnson as a first Former round, round pick, pick, yes, I think it kind of solidifies at least yeah one side yes. that you have. Yes, that really... guards. Uh, no offense to guards, but you're kind of. Yeah, if you I can, can kinda, find you in the third yeah, like, round uh, and plug yeah, and play you. Yeah, Jameer Sawyer as yeah. a right guard, I go, that's not going to deter me from going, oh, yeah, your offensive yeah. line. Like, oh, my God, good. your right guard is killing you. Uh, is it, though? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it? You can figure out a yeah. way with the center or tackle yeah. to Double help team, out. everyone yeah. blocks down, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so those are your offenses. Yep. So I think how we're kind of, you know, mm-hmm. rating these, feeling these, I think Chargers are one. Yeah, I mean, they've got the best quarterback, they've got the best receiver, the best running back, and the best O-line. <laughs> so yeah, so they're one. That's crazy. You, when you say it like that, I say yeah, yeah you're right. That yeah, they do. True. Right? Yeah. Um, and tight end was like two or three, so it's not even. That. Yeah, they're, they're three. three. So they're three and tight end. Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think so Jets who, are. I think it's gonna be tough between Jets and Jacksonville. Jacksonville, right? Yeah, Baltimore's out. Baltimore's definitely. Baltimore does not have a receiving room. Their running backs are fine. They do have Mark Andrews. Yeah, they have the best tight end, but they have the fourth best quarterback, the second best O line, the fourth, uh, the fourth, fourth wide receiving room, and the like second fourth. Yeah, I mean second O line or something. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's it's not, not it's yeah. not the best out there. So Ravens are four. So it's between kind of the Jets and Jaguars. I actually think they're kind of similar. I do too, because you look at it: second and third in QBs, second and third. Uh, the Jets have better receivers. 
than Jacksonville does. Yeah, but not even by but not a ton. A, a ton. But the Jets definitely have a big downgrade in tight end compared to Evan Ingram. Yeah. But and the their offensive, offensive line, line is a little bit of a downgrade for Jacksonville than the right. Jets. So it's very like two, three, right. very dependent. I think at that point you would take it probably to quarterback slash coaching at yeah. that point. Right. And we have Trevor Lawrence slightly higher than Rodgers in there. Coaching wise, Doug McDermott over not Doug McDermott, sorry. Um, Doug Peterson over Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Do, I mean, is that the matchup you'd prefer? I mean, I look at it, at least from an offensive play calling perspective, Doug Peterson or Nathaniel Hackett calling plays. Yeah. And I th- this Jets team is hard for me because the Jets are the team that I look at and they go, like, you know, somebody asks what offense, you know, how's the offense? Or we're on the Aaron Rodgers offense. I go, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I go, the Aaron Rodgers offense that went 8-9 last year? That's not great. So... Yeah, I'm 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 put Jags too. I think the Jags are uh, going to be a real team. Like mm-hmm. this Jacksonville Jaguar team is not is, they they have competent coaching for the first time since like ever. Yeah. Like legitimately. Like Doug Peterson's a good coach. Yeah. So I yeah, I'm put Jags 2, Jets 3, Baltimore 4. All right. Damn. Look at look at that go. Baltimore getting their ass kicked over here. Yeah. Um all right, defenses. This should be interesting. All right, so front defensive lines, yep. not including linebackers, because <laughs> that makes drastic differences yes, with some of these it teams. Does. Uh, yeah, no linebackers, just defensive lines. The Jets have John Franklin Myers, Quinnen Williams, Quinton Jefferson, and Carl Lawson. Not bad. Baltimore is riding with, um, wow, I can't read that name, Justin, uh, 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 Justin M., <laughs> so third round pick. Let's see. Let me let me read this last name. Matty Boyke. Sure. Justin Matty Boyke. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got him. We got Michael Pierce, and we got Broderick Washington. Okay. I like one of those three. Uh, Jags- Tried to project rookies. Yeah. J- uh, Jacksonville has Roy Robertson Harris, Devon Hamilton, uh, Fo. Oh God. Ol- no, 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 no. There's a. Uh, it it kind of. Oluwa Timmy? <laughs> That's the center for yeah. I don't know. Who's that defensive tackle? Uh, let's see. Oh, uh Kasi Fularonzo. Yeah. Sure. There you go. Oh, I thought you said like you like really knew who that was. I was yeah. like, I don't, I've never heard of him. Uh yeah, so that's their defensive line. And then the Chargers had Morgan Fox, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson. <sighs> this is tough a little bit because like Quinn Williams is by far and away the best player. Yeah. At, well, the Jets just have the best defensive line. Yeah, just, yeah, right. Like at, least Lawson, from, at least from the defensive yeah. line aspect, yeah. they have the best defensive line. So I put Jets one. Yeah. And then it's really like, do you like Michael Pierce? Or Sebastian Joseph Day and Morgan Cox. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to lean. I'm going to lean Baltimore. Okay. Because of the scheme. Sure. And because it's Baltimore and they consistently always are good sure. defensively. The Chargers' defense, while on paper has been really good, has also been really shit on field. Yeah. So Chargers three, Jacksonville, Jacksonville four. four. All right. And then we're gonna just and then we, flip and these then we because we get the linebackers. <laughs> we get the linebacker play. It's gonna be wild. <laughs> All right, linebacker play here. So the Jets have Quincy Williams, C.J. Mosley, and uh, Jamin Sherwood mm-hmm. as linebackers. We got the Ravens having Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith and Tyrus Bowser. Yep. The Jacksonville Jaguars have. Uh, Josh Allen, uh, Oluikan, Devin Lloyd, and Trayvon Walker. 
And the Chargers have Cleo Mack, Kenneth Murray, Eric Hendricks, and Joey Bosa. I think Jacksonville's better. Okay. At, at, at the linebacker spot. Okay. I think Devin Lloyd's a stud. Sure. I think Alua Khan is criminally underrated. Mm-hmm. And I think you are assuming that Trayvon Walker can only get better. Yeah, I wouldn't. And I then mean, you have Josh Allen, who's a proven pass rusher. Yeah, I think it's the most complete run, like, out of all four spots. I don't yeah. think you have a, oh, my God, like, that's the weakness. I think them and the Chargers are no, no, as I know. close yeah, as you yeah. get to. Like, I think I Chargers think are two. Yeah. But I think right now it's like, I think the Chargers have more of the names, but I think in, in practicality, I think the, the yeah, Jags yeah, are probably right. a little more complete. Sure. And then Baltimore, I think, is three with Roquan yes. and Patrick Queen. Yes. And then I think the Jets are yeah. four with just really C.J. Mosley yeah. in yeah. there. Exactly. Um, so going to front sevens, yeah. so connecting the defense line to linebackers, yeah. I do think probably goes in that order of linebackers. Mm-hmm. I think it goes Jags, Chargers, Ravens Jets? Yeah, probably. Does the Jets D line overtake no. the Baltimore linebacking play and stuff? No, no? I don't. Because okay. I think honestly, I think you've got all pros in Roquan Smith. I think Patrick Queen's a stud. Ty Spouser's decent off the edge. Like you've got you've got people. Yeah, David Ojabo's there. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. what, do we, what do we got going? Uh yeah, okay. So yeah, Jacksonville one, Chargers two, Ravens three, Jets four. Okay. And then the secondaries. This is make or break for a lot of these. Yeah. So left corner to safety, to right corner, and maybe a nickel if I know who they are. <laughs> the Jets have DJ Reed, Adrian Amos, Jordan Whitehead, Sauce Gardner, and Michael Carter II. Sauce Ball. and a bunch of guys. Got yeah. it. Um, the Ravens have Rock Yassin, Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams, Mar- Marion Humphrey, and Brandon Stevens. Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have Tyson Campbell, Rashawn Jenkins, Andre Sisco, Darius Williams, and Trey Hen- uh, Herden. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did I miss anyone? No. Okay. And then the Chargers have Asante Samuel, Derwin James, Aloha Gilman, Michael Davis, and CJ Jackson. Or JC Jackson, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm a I think right. Baltimore's one. Uh sh- I mean, Marlon Humphrey's a top, probably top five corner. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton. Um, he's a little slow. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he's the in-the-box guy, right? Like, it's um, – who's the – I mean, who else do they have? They have Marcus Williams. Uh, Marcus Williams. He's an all-pro. And Rocky Sin. And Rocky Sin's the, the, the – I guess the, the, you know, yeah. the one that, you like, you circle. But I don't necessarily think that's – I mean, he was the number one quarter for Indy for a yeah. while. So what I like, will say is I think Jacksonville's four. Like yeah, Jacksonville's four. There's not a lot yeah. of names uh-uh. out there or anything. No, you don't have like that redeeming quality. I like I I think like look, I think that well, I think the Chargers look sexy for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about this last time when we ranked these guys, right? Like Asante Samuel, we love him as a, as a player, but productivity wise, it has not necessarily been there. Yeah. J.C. Jackson's been hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, Derwin James has a history of of, of injury as well. Um. I, I just think that Baltimore is kind of has every basically at three out of four spots you've got legitimate dudes sure. you know and then I think Rocky Sin is a CB two mm-hmm. pretty damn good yeah I would I was you know? I was dumb in the Jets really because Sauce yeah. is I think so top good. three so good corner I, yeah like, you could make the, yeah you could make the argument he's the best corner and then football. I think DJ Reed like you said with the Rocky said I think yeah. DJ Reed's a very solid good two. second solid guy. two and yeah. then uh, Adrian Amos and Jordan Whitehead and I, honestly I want to throw in the fact that it's Robert Sala's defense mm-hmm. they were really good last year 
Yeah. So I think that I think that dessert warrants some consideration. I just think Baltimore looking at it, I go, they've yeah. been good. They've always been good. You they're plug and play. Yeah, I think I think they're both yeah. solid defensive backs yeah. groups. So I'm like they're one and two and Chargers yeah. and Jags. Well, Jags are four. Yeah. Chargers I think Chargers are, are really three. good. And I think at their best they could be really good. Mm-hmm. But I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Right? Derwin like Derwin has some injury stuff too yeah. and everything. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um so yeah, so that's that. And then uh Baltimore won Jets too. So overall defensive then. Mm-hmm. Um it's very interesting because the best two defensive lines have the worst two yeah. secondaries. Basically. Because yeah. Jacksville and Chargers are one and two, and now they have the worst two secondaries. Yeah. And on a flip. So it's very interesting how we think overall these defenses will produce out of Yeah. I think Man, this is tough. I still kind of think the Chargers, because they have a top tier front seven with not a bad secondary. Yeah, there's two and three respectively. Yeah, they're right? like two and three respectively. Where like Baltimore is like okay, they're front three, and even their linebacking play is not great. Well, but I mean, well Baltimore's also, one and they're three in in front in sevens. front seven, right? Yeah. Or are they two? Uh, I mean, I mean, they were they were. You put them at one, so one. No, no, one so, in three. Yeah, one in secondary. One in secondary. Saying, and were they like three or th- two in, in, the, in the front seven? Because you've got... No, because we put Jacksonville and the Chargers both ahead of them. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're three then. Yeah, So the they would Jets be three and the Jets would be yeah, four. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're one in three, respectively. Yeah, yeah. I think the Chargers are inverse one in three. One in three, right. Or they, they may be two and three. But so does, any, does it go then to the coaching side? Is that, does does, does that it go to the coaching I mean, side? Because then it's it's Baltimore all the rest. Yes, yes, <laughs> because it's more about over who yeah. the And maybe is, is that fair to do, though? I mean, I look at it and I go, look, man, this is... Yeah. I think it, I think I, it helps when they're both defensive coaches. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, technically, John Harbaugh is a special teams coach. But sure, but like he really focused. Like he's who's their defensive coordinator right now? Who? Baltimore's is it I, still numb nuts? I can I can tell you right now, it is Mike Mc, Mike McDonald, the Michigan. Oh yeah, guy. Michigan guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think are we? I, are, so I guess the question: Are we debating Chargers, Jet, or Ravens being one and two, or yes. or, or is Jacksonville? I think Jacksonville's back five. Their secondary really is hurts too them. weak. Yeah, it's to there's be a pretty there. big gap there. And I think because the Jets were four on the D line, they are kind of yeah. out of the discussion Correct. for this. So it is just Ravens Chargers, yes. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. um I think I think I'm gonna give the nod to Baltimore. Okay. I think just because look, when Lamar went down, they're still a pretty damn good team. Sure. And and it's the defense that the defense really helps. It, them, it yeah. really does. I mean, yeah. it just, just Chargers get benefited because they yeah. can score a lot of points, exactly. so they don't have to hold teams to correct. And correct. Or now I think that their their ceiling is higher mm-hmm. than Baltimore's is. Yeah, but I haven't seen it. Sure. Like if Santa Samuel has an All Pro year or a, you know Pro Bowl year, we're like, oh, he's you know he's yeah, our he's guy. A, yeah. Him and J C Jackson together could be really it's pretty good. fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Sure. With All a solid right, so, pass rush. Yeah. So Ravens are one. Yeah. Chargers Bolt. are two. Yep. And then it really comes down to do like the secondary. I think the, the Jets are a little bit more complete than than the than. I do Jags are right now. I, I like the, the Jets front four with the CJ Mosley as a stud linebacker with their secondary more yeah, than kind with, of a questionable secondary for yeah. the for the You've Jags. got a you've got you've got a veteran in Adrian Amos, and more importantly, you have the best corner in football who's gonna lock up anybody. No one's throwing at sauce. Nobody is. No. So until that's been disproven or debunked, right? You gotta give them the nod, I think. Sure. Yeah. So overall This is wild. 
I mean, so Baltimore's one in defense, but four in offense. Four in offense, yeah. Chargers are one and two, two. respectively. So I, I, I think it's the Chargers. Chargers. I think it's the Chargers. I think Chargers are on paper. And going into this from the AFC perspective, I was kind of feeling the Chargers. Yeah. Because I just think offensively, they have a lot. And defensively, they have the name value. Mm-hmm. They don't always hold up to the value, yeah. but at least they have the name value to be like, oh, Joey Pope's. This, I, is, yeah. this is the year for Brandon Staley. Either he's going to be head, he's going to be like coach of the year mm-hmm. type candidate. Or he's gonna get fired. Yes. There's absolutely. no in between. Yeah. There's no in between for him. Absolutely. Like John Harbaugh is John Harbaugh. He's he, you know, it's like Mike Tomlin, right? Where it's like, oh, they've only been nine and eight for a couple years. It was like, yeah, but you have nobody, right? Like yeah. they make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Brandon Stanley's like, hey, we gave you a Ferrari and a young quarterback under team control for four years. I'm gonna need you to figure this out there, guy. Yeah, literally. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I I, I that's a it's a tough one. But, all right, so we have Chargers. the Los Angeles Chargers. We should make predictions who we think is going to come out of the NFC side. I know. Um, I think that, I think on, it's, paper, it's on paper, like, objectively, I think the Eagles come out. I do, too. I think it's going to be the Eagles. I think it's either the Eagles or... I, I can't even say Niners because their quarterback plays so bad. so bad. But everything else is, everything is, else is solid. awesome. Yeah. But it's their coaching is really the... Yeah. Um, it's really like if they can overcome that quarterback play, I think they'll be fine. Like, yeah. I think they'll make it really far, but if that quarterback play really debunks yeah. them a little bit. I think those are going to be the two teams that are really going to be difficult. I think Dallas has got some, probably some good merit in there as well, but sure. I think the Eagles are just a little bit better. Um, I don't think anybody out of the NFC North on paper, like I think the Lions are too reliant upon some rookies, right? Like Jameer Gibbs and Laporta and Campbell. Like I expect them to have good seasons, but I can't say, well, Laporta's better than name a guy yeah, because think, he's never played a snap. I think the division I'm most excited is the NFC South because yes. I know the least amount about the division. Yeah. So just go on. I think Atlanta's going to shock us and it's actually going to take it. I, maybe. I low-key think it's going to I think some are the Saints. Yeah. So I, I do think Atlanta's going to give you that Houston Texan. Like, yeah, we're like, maybe they're wait, not as bad as Are they thought. really that good? Yeah. And then they're going to have that surprise, like, seven, win, eight, one year, and yeah. you're like, okay. Be in the division at nine and eight. And yeah. everyone's like, man, this team's garbage because they're going to go play, you know, San Francisco and get obliterated. But, yeah, you know, but look what they played. I mean, come yeah, on. exactly. All right, let's shift folks here a little bit. Let's talk about Ring of Honor, Death for Dishonor, Mike. So I was unable to watch this show. I was in Las Vegas celebrating my sister's 21st birthday. Um, but Mike attempted to skim through this show. Mm-hmm. Um, we, if you want to go through the results real quick, we can. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of give me your highlights, I guess, and anything you kind of want to bring out. Like I said, I had literally have nothing to add to this conversation because I was unable to watch it. So. Great. So if you like to hear me talk, you can listen. I am well, you do. excited. But like if people listening don't want to, then oh. <laughs> I was gonna say nothing played. I was, I was like, 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 oh I was like, man. did I just miss it? No. Yeah, so we opened the show here. We well, had Let me talk to you. Yeah, you let me talk that. to you. <laughs> uh we opened the show here with uh Gravity defeating Commander, uh Gravity being um Bandito's brother, which I found not, out was not the force of nature. Not the force of nature. <laughs> you know what's so funny is Gravity's fighting Pac. Yeah. And the it man was that Gravity forgot. It's like you forgot him. You, <laughs> you forgot at the store, is. and that's why he's upset forever now. <laughs> yeah. Um this is one of those like I knew the second it was announced that I was gonna open this show. Yes. And start off hot. Start off hot and I was like, all right, cool. I like the little lucha guys going. Yeah. And then I go, Yeah, remember the last one we had Vikingo versus Commander? Yeah. It's not as good as that one. Yep. <laughs> so uh they really hyped up Gravity, didn't see anything great from Gravity. Yeah. And uh match was over. So Gravity won. Um 
Next up here, we had the Ring of Honor television title match. We had Smojo and Dalton Castle. Went about 14 minutes here. And Smojo won after a low blow and a choke out, which was really fun. Um, sure. It was a match, let me tell you. Dalton Castle's hysterical. Like I know. Always. He's super funny. He's so funny. But, uh, yeah, Smojo. Got keeps, to meet him a couple years ago. He's he's super good, yeah. dude. Super cool. Yeah, Smojo keeps the ring going. You know he's been champion for like 460 days, by the way. Yeah. Just, just to throw it out there, I thought that was. Yeah. They said it, and I said, "I don't believe you." And I looked it up, and you were see. like, "Oh, okay." And he's been champion for four hundred and sixty-six days. Yeah, seems about right. Yeah, television, uh, Ring of Honor television champion because he was TNT yeah, champion he's been for TNT like six champion weeks. seventeen times in between that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, and the sad part, honestly, like I think. He's had one really good match, and that was against Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's been any, like... Like, I didn't think his match against Mark Briscoe was, like, holy shit, yeah. right? I didn't hear anything earlier about this match where you're like, oh, my God, that tore the house down. Yeah, no. He just... I just don't get it. I, it's it's one of the few things I feel like I have a pet peeve with Tony Khan is where, like, I feel like he looks at certain people based on who they were mm-hmm. sometimes, based yeah. on what they are currently. Sure. I think that's a bit of a struggle sometimes. It's like Vince with the Undertaker for like the last two years of Taker's run outside the Boneyard match. Where like he just can't yeah. do it anymore the way we want him to, right? Just well like, it's just like you know it's like Vince just like bring in like the Batista versus Triple H's of the world yeah. for like Mania thirty five. It was right. just like this would have been cool like ten years ago. Yeah. Now it's just like yeah. especially when you give him like forty minutes to go and you go, Yeah, no, please yeah. no. For the love of God, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for the love of God, the love of God please don't. <laughs> uh, we had the Ring of Honor world title four way match. Um, tag title, right? Tag title match, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, I absolutely, I, I will say it every single time it happens. I hate when people have a tag team multi person tag match <laughs> and only two people start. I think it is the dumbest thing ever. I just want to throw part, it out It's there. part of the strategy. you got to stay in the ring, Mike, to win. Yeah. But also, I, you, if you're in there, you lose. I, I hate it more than anything. Yeah. I think it's so stupid. Yeah. It's a storytelling device. It, but, it 100, no, because they did yeah. it like yeah. 30 times. Right. Where like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to tag well, in. No, yeah. like, they would do it where like the Luchas were killing Trent Beretta, and yeah. he was like going to his corner, and Chuck was like wherever, and he went, damn it. All right, I'll tag an Aussie Open or something. Like, right. They would do those spots. Yeah. I was just like, why don't you just have one legal person for each team and make it a four-way like yeah. it is? God. Unacceptable, Mike. Anyway, Aussie Open won. That was probably the <laughs> biggest. Anyway. Yeah, that was the biggest news. Aussie Open comes in, wins, and they're the new Ring of Honor tag champs. Sure. And they're awesome. We'll see them at their next pay-per-view. Yeah, final battle in exactly. December probably because they have like they – do, they do three a year. So, so bad. They're not even good. That's the problem with this. It's like it's just not. It's not going well. Not, they yeah, need TV, like legit TV. I don't even know if that would help them. I'm not gonna lie. But either own roster is really what they need. Yeah, like they really their own just need, segregated. Yeah, shit. they just need to go. Hey, you guys over here, please, yeah. for the love of God. Um, at least some of their like Athena for the most part is yeah, like Ring of Honor, Ring of yeah. Honor yeah. and their six man titles are one thousand percent just Ring of Honor. So. Except for Brian Cage. Except for Brian Cage. He goes to TV to lose. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of six-man titles, uh, the the Mogul Embassy here defeated Leon Ruff and Master Wado and Taguchi in a six-man tag match. There you go. That's a a main event anywhere in the world, (laughs) by God. (laughs) New Japan, this would have opened the show. Here it was the middle of the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, literally nothing memorable here. Mogul Embassy just keeps... You can't find three up. dudes to take these stupid titles off of a team that no, nobody gives a shit about. Can't. Really? They really can't. 
Okay. Sure. I, this this would be I I agree with you when I say I hate when like three just singles awesome guys get together. For the love of God, can we just get like Jay Lethal and two other really good wrestlers? Yeah. Jeff Jarrett and the big dude. Yeah. Done. How about this? If you'd have told me right now that the Mogul Embassy was doing an open challenge and the acclaimed and Billy Gunn racked out there, yeah, please imagine For the, the pop love that yeah. of God. You know what I mean? Please. But seriously though, right? Like they could have went out there, beat them, and then you're like, oh shit, you're right? Yeah. 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 They're too over on TV though, Doug. <laughs> Put him yeah, on a ring of it's more about Billy Gunn retiring now, apparently. I don't it know. Is, Whatever. Yeah. Um, I really, you know, to, to that fact, I really thought a claim were actually going to win. Yesterday. I did, too. I actually was well, like, okay, they're doing, the re- they're doing okay. the rematch. They were yeah. like, oh, they're 9-1. and one. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, like, get the win here. I thought it well, was going to be a situation where Andrade costs House of Black, and we spin off into a feud with it was, Malachi with that, and that. Yeah. yeah. But, that's that's why I thought they were kind of going. Yeah. And then, and then they like, just no, we just beat you. And it's like. That was fun too, yeah. I guess. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. It didn't help that it was it started it was like the the mid the nine o'clock hour yeah. start yeah. match. It wasn't like a main event or to open right. the show. So I was right. like, you're not gonna do anything at nine o'clock at title change, so except for the TNT title, that'll change hands while <laughs> you're on the toilet. So <laughs> Good God. Next up we had the pure rolls match. So we had, you know, one of four challengers for Shibata coming yep. here that did yep. pure rolls. So Shibata took on Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia danced a lot. Yeah. And then got choked out and died in the loss. Right. Yep. So Shibata is still champion. Bet you can't tell who Tony Khan's favorite wrestlers are in this show. Samoa Joe, Shibata, mm-hmm. Claudio. Yeah. We play favorites over here. Listen, if I could book, Kenny would never lose. <laughs> <laughs> if I could book, Adam Cole would never lose. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who's turning on who in yeah, this story? Yeah. <laughs> How can we get Cole and MGF to be champions for four years? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if they hold all the belts? Now, like, hear me out. <laughs> uh, so we had a fight without honor match here. How dare you? They no handshakes they, before they, the match. Yeah, no handshakes. They did not don't want you, Don't you shake my damn hand. Uh, they did not shake hands. Yeah. Let me tell you. Dark Ugh. Order, Alex Reynolds, Evil Uno, John Silver beat Stu Grayson and The Righteous, Dutch and Vincent. I did hear this match was crazy from like an intensity. It was. They beat the yeah, shit They just went other. crazy on each other yeah. for like 15 minutes here. Uh, Dark Order won. So sure. Remember when they were over? That was fun. Yeah. Remember when uh, Super Smash Bros. were just awesome? Yeah. And that's not like not a thing. Yeah. It's cool. Anyway. Wasted the whole tag team, but it's cool. <laughs> go, go main event. Uh, Claudio taking on Pac, who was like the fourth challenger in line for this title. Anybody want to challenge for the Ring of Honor World Championship? Does anybody want to challenge for the World Championship? Just show of hands. The cricket wants to? <laughs> You're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, good match went 18 minutes, but, you know, like once you get to that third or fourth person, yeah, there's and just it, no way. There's that no ever build. Win. It's like, hey, we got to set something up within blood and guts to make it worthwhile to even have the match. Yeah. It just can we give it back to Jericho or something? At least that was fun. Yeah. Or can we just get Claudio with like someone who can go? Can we just give the title to Jay Lethal, please? For the love of God, <laughs> please. <laughs> and then the main event of this show. The Ring of Honor Women's World Title. I feel like this is the first time they've ever made events in. Yeah, and for wild. and for good reason. Yeah, because it was actually a banger of a match. Yeah, I heard this match got really good reviews. And here's the thing about Athena: either her matches are awesome, or they are a total train wreck where it's just like, yeah, everything feels clunky. Yeah, she she is in that range where if she's in with someone really good. Yeah, she can put on a banger. Yeah, we were talking about that with Shingo earlier mm-hmm. when we were doing our our match yeah. rating thing. Uh, 
where like if Shingo's in there, mm-hmm. if if he's in there with like an Osprey or Okada, yeah, you're like awesome. banger match. Yeah. But if he's in there with like Hanari or something, right. it's like or we or, go watch something else. We could, yeah, 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 something yeah. else. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Athena put out a banger with Willow Nightingale, beat Willow Nightingale in 20 minutes. Yep. And um, this show well, felt snake bit. Yeah. You didn't have a TV title match till the week before. You didn't really have a world you title match. You didn't have match any matches yeah. the week before. It very much felt like, hey, we're just going to throw some matches out there and hope to God that we get something. Yeah, they, they kind of did the, um, we'll put on some name value yeah. and some, like, right. these should be good matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So show up and, and watch the show. Yeah. But, like, no story. No story or anything. At all. Right. Yeah. Um, Feels like like six of ten AEW pay per view matches normally, yeah. where they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, remember that? Right. We're just gonna throw that on there." By yeah. the way, because uh, they didn't have enough TV time, so they, like we got devoted to our, our A stories, and everybody else is just kind of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking speaking of AEW, Blood and Guts, pretty good. Yeah, I heard it was really good. I didn't. I didn't even watch the scene yet. I, I was in yeah. Vegas on Wednesday, so I've been basically yeah. missing everything yeah, from Kenny, Wednesday to now. Yeah, they brought out like that the nail board. Yeah, I saw that. And Kenny went through the nail board a few yeah, times. That hurt. That looked like people. yeah. Yeah, I heard it was. I heard it was good. Um, the Adam Cole MJF stuff I heard was really good too, where they actually won the tournament. Mm-hmm. I still don't want them to turn on each other though. I'm really like, yeah, FTR yesterday put it on yeah. hard. Was like, hey, Adam, dude, what is with this AEW thing where it's like we're gonna go back and look at all the stuff of FTR? And I'm like, are they dying or something? <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, it was funny. So they uh, did you watch the promo that they did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they came out and they were like, yeah, we have unfinished business with like the Acclaim, Lucha Bros, the Young Bucks. Yeah. And they held it for a second. I went, all right. Is that what yeah. we're going to try to shoot for next? Because yeah. does that mean you got to go through all those other teams before you get there? Though, yeah. Like at the same time, I was like, I was like, I mean, fi- I mean, Lucha Bros awesome. Yeah. But like, I was like, if we if we got to the All In show and you did the FTR yeah. Young Bucks, Bucks thing, yeah, I'm, I'm. That's much better. I'm pretty in there. All, Even Lucha Bros, you know, all out's going to suck, right? All out's going to be just straight <laughs> up like here's just random. Well, matches. they already announced they got Darby yeah. and Luchasaurus on there, and I said, sure, yeah. For the TNT title, yeah, I'm still very fascinated on what they're gonna do with like world title, tag titles. Oh, I like, know someone's like they were talking about like you're not gonna have world title at all, and I go, I don't know if they're going to or not. Like, all legit, out, you mean? Yeah, at all out. Yeah, okay. yeah, like because it's like I don't know which one you're gonna put it on. You can't. <laughs> it's weird. Like you can't do both, right? But then it's like, okay, so you, if you're going to do one, you have to do it at all in. You yeah. don't do it at all out. No, I know. That's the only saying. reason you don't do it at all in is if you put Osprey Omega on and you go, right. okay, we don't want this match to die. I don't think it's going to happen. But I don't think it's going to happen at all in because, yeah. like, just thematically, Will's taking out Shingo the night before. And I go, you're going to expect this man to do Shingo, Kenny, I'm bad and to make And fly. Nights. And fly. I mean, yeah. they're in... London for Rev, it's a Rev Pro yeah. show, okay. so it's not like yeah, okay. he's going too far. Yeah, but still, you still got to get uh, over there, and you're gonna die. Well, you need the story twice. still too, right? You don't have a ton of time. You know, you got a month. Yeah, right. So it's like you got to start building that again. Yeah, right? I'm really, I'm really feeling the since Sonata's still champion, low yeah. key. It's very easy to go. Oh yeah, we're not going to main event Sonata for Wrestle Kingdom because yeah, yeah, yeah. we can do Osprey and Omega, right. and that's a much palatable main event than yeah. Sonata and Okada or whatever it's going right. to be. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So all out, who knows? I'm very fascinated. Like I said, I'm not like worried about it. I'm just. I think it's gonna fascinated. be a solid card. I'm just like what they'll are you put they'll do? put matches on it, and it'll be good. I just I'm like I just don't know how or where we're gonna get to. Fill out ten matches on both. I'm really worried they're trying to build back to Punk MJF in a title versus title. I I think that's where. And I'm like, okay, but at the same time, I mean, it could be good, but at the same time, it's like it could be good until they give give Punk the title. I was gonna say until you give it to Punk again, and you go, 
All right, take four. Take. <laughs> you know, like seriously though, right? Like would take four. Yeah, like take come four. on. Yeah. Like shit. Also, it's like, do you have Punk beat MJF on two pay per views that they've been on? Because he also, lost to the doll yeah. collar. That's at that revolution thing. show, it's like you're gonna have every time MJF versus Punk on pay per view, you're gonna have him lose. I don't know. This makes me sad. It's fine. Yeah, I really I think just want MJF champion forever. Yeah, the world title picture is a little bit rough right now because they're doing so many good things outside of without the champ. Like the championship feels so much not important right now. Well, the fleet right? it's like he's in a tag feud, so it's I hard know. to like. That's what I'm saying. It's like okay, and it's great. I mean, it's it's a great story. I'm really yeah. enjoying. I it. I mean, but. here's the thing: and is we say that now, yeah. but like in a month, yeah. when like they turn and then you're setting up Culver's MGF two, yeah. it's gonna be oh, this is awesome. Yeah, but like you just have to get to that point. Like right now, it looks stupid, but. When they line up Cold and Punk, then I'm whoever you, after, it's going to be... When the tag titles, everyone's going to shit themselves. I don't think they're going to I don't think they are either. But it, it just feels so like... I do think the match is going to go like an hour. Oh. Yeah, I do think <laughs> like it's, it's going to be, be a very, banger I, But match. it feels so paint by number. Okay, the uncommon team, they win it, and they're like, yeah. oh, they're finally going to get along, and then the turn. And then you're like, okay, well. Yeah. Is there any way they like put a little like twist into it somehow? I think what's going to... I think what they could do... And I, nobody's gonna like it. It's very WWE esque. But what they could do is they win it, and people go, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. And then they have like an immediate rematch or something, mm-hmm. and then they drop the titles, yeah, and that's not. and that's where they do it. Absolutely not. I that's can see the that absolute worst. <laughs> I hate that on more. Or like they one. do it like on the start of the show, and then they like it's a quicker match, and you're yeah. like, "Wait, what?" And yeah. then it's like FDR's like, no, 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 that was bullshit. Like MGF cheated, and Adam Cole's like, "We can't win like that" or something. Yeah. And then you go. Have the rematch later on the night. FTR takes it. That's where MJF turns. I would, I would actually hate that more. I'd just hold it for a week or something. Yeah. Why? Oh my god. Why? Because then you get that two. Sounds uh, so what stupid. What do you mean? We're gonna, we're gonna because we're, you draw that we're line. Gonna, we're gonna stop your reign for an hour. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'd die. I mean, listen. I would it's be happened. I would be mortally upset. I could see it happening. I, I know you. Happening. could. I, listen, yeah. anything can happen. Yeah. Listen, I, I didn't think Cody could lose in Mania, but where are we now? <laughs> so anything can happen. <laughs> anyway. Oh boy. All right. Let's shift focus here a little bit. Let's jump to our last uh, topic. Second to last topic. Oh jeez, we got the Great American Bash. Good God. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do that first. I guess I got excited. <laughs> Great <laughs> American Bash. Uh, like. Main uh, event should be good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have the only non-title match on the show. Oh boy, Blair Davenport. Sure, Roxanne Perez. What? Sure, Roxanne Perez with the win. Why not? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna give Blair Davenport okay the win. Sure, she's the one who's been attacking people and stuff. You know. All right, I'll take that one. All right, women's title submission match. I will say, submission I match. I oh. hate how they got to this match. By the way, yeah, like. I, it doesn't make any sense. Like, how well, she's you, not dropping the title here. Well, no, no, no. But like, how do you put someone in a submission and then make them want to do a submission match? It doesn't make sense. Um, because they're scared. I don't know. For what? I don't know. <laughs> like Thea Listen. Hall on on NXT yeah. a couple weeks ago, she puts her in a submission, makes her tap out, and goes, "Yeah, yeah, say you want a submission match." She was like, "I'll fight you in a submission match." I go, "But you just yeah. like tapped out." In a non-match, but you Dominic Mysterio is your North American champion right now. Yes, we'll get to that. That frustrated me too. Anyway, Tiffany Stratton wins, and we move on. Yeah, all right. I do like her moonsault though. It is a pretty moonsault. She's really yeah. relatively good in the ring. Yeah, she's gotten a much better in a very short amount of time. Yes. That's why WWE is going to last forever, is because they just get they athletes just find, and they go. Yeah. We'll teach you everything else you need to know. Sure. 
Uh, NXT Tag Team Championship match. We got Gallus taking Gallus. on the D'Angelo family. Sure. Because Gallus is going to win. Which way Creed Brothers' debut on, on Raw. Raw Television. We're all in SmackDown. That's it. This should actually be a decent match, though. Yeah. I won't be shocked if uh, D'Angelo and his other guy get the, get the win here, yeah. though. Channing Lorenzo. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about the NXT tag titles is I feel like they change, like, all the time. It's either really good or it's not memorable at all. Yeah. There's no in-between. It's either a solid, like, holy shit, that was a great match, or it's like, that was a thing, next. Mm-hmm. There's no in-between for the tag titles. Yeah. Speaking of... Who knows what's happening? Oh. Uh, the North American title match is there. Can we, Wesley? Wait, <laughs> can we explain to me how a Raw superstar won the NXT title and then defended it on SmackDown? Well, let's okay, let's break it down. Okay. Right, Judgment Day's been on NXT a couple times now. Right, Finn coming back and doing all that. Sure, stuff. I don't hate. Dominic beating Wesley for the North American Championship. I, I don't necessarily I, hate. Either. I don't hate that part of it. Okay? I don't either because I thought two things. Number one. The whole Wesley thing, I'm over it. I'm over the whole, like, he's the cardiac kid shit. I, I'm over it. He should have lost it six months ago. Two, man, how much more heat can you throw on Dominic Mysterio, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody hates this kid. I think it's a, this is what you should do when, like, celebrities come to town, right? It's like, okay, Logan Paul. Okay, instead of having him challenge for the world title, that's that's dumb. That's going to infuriate everybody. Wins the U.S. title for a month. Nobody cares as much, right? It's like, oh, shit, he won the U.S. title. He can talk about it on a show. He drops it the next month to an actual wrestler who's going to be here next week, and we move on with our lives, right? It's it's less impactful, but it's also less of like a, let's just spit in every wrestling fan's face, right? In this situation, I thought it was a great move. You didn't expect the title change to happen. Sure. You put some fire on Dominic Mysterio. Gets him an accolade, right? He's a singles champion, right? I really feel they're building the Judgment Day like to be like the next... Thing after the bloodline's done. Yeah. It really feels like no, it that. Does. Um the SmackDown thing drove me up a wall though. I did not understand it very much felt like, well, these guys have a good match. Fuck it. We're in Orlando, right? That makes sense. It's like just because you're in the same city that NXT is shot in doesn't mean we need to have an NXT match on the show. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. The brand split for them is hard because, you know, you had Rhea at, at like as the SmackDown women's champion there for a second. So like they're still showing up on the fucking show, which mm-hmm. I don't understand. Um, I agree with you. I think the brand split portion of it was dumb. I did like the Dominic no, won like, the title though. I'm just at the point where it's like because like some Why people, say it's a brand split if it's not a brand split? Yeah, like yeah, I'm just at the I point agree. where it's like yep. if you don't want to do a brand split, then don't do don't, it. Because yeah. I'm fine I'm fine with you not doing one. Yeah. I just hate that like like I like how like yeah. AEW has dynamite collision where it's like, okay, we have some people who show up mostly on collision mm-hmm. and some people who show up mostly on or dynamite. Even, like even if you did it subtly, where like you're not saying it's a brand split, but you just kind of know it's like, oh, like Rollins is basically just on Raw. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, though. Like, I like if you want to see Punk, yeah. you're like, okay, I'm going to tune into collision right, or FTR is right. normally on collision right. or the Bullet Club Gold or yeah. the elites on dynamite. Like yes. you could have it to where like the judgment day is normally on Raw. Yeah. will show up occasionally on SmackDown. Yeah. But when you're like, all right, we're drafting. Yeah, it's a hard line. Hard line, yep. and then every week someone goes over to the they other one. They broke the rule immediately. Literally the day of, the, yeah, or the week exactly. of. It's, I, 
I agree with you. I think it's annoying. It's like, you know. And I even mind if you did the brand split, but people went to NXT because NXT wasn't involved in the brand yeah, split. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you were on Raw and you're like, I'm going to show up to NXT, like Dominic did and then win, yeah. that doesn't even bother me because no. I'm like, you weren't in part of it. So you're just going to yeah, like yeah, a I'm, separate thing. Right. I'm um, cool. It's like going to like an indie show for yes, a day. Exactly. Like it doesn't bother me that much. Right. But it's like, okay, I'm going to take this NXT title and defend it on SmackDown. But I'm a Raw but guy. But I'm a Raw guy. Why? Yes. That, that's the part that was like... Drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. Yeah, I, I do. I agree with you a thousand percent. Do like the fact that Dominic got the win, though. Sure. I think it adds some intrigue. There's some story there. Like I said, I'm digging what the Judgment Day is doing. I think Finn's going to win at SummerSlam, by the way. I think there's a good chance. I think he's going to win. And I think there's a chance. Like, I don't know if we see the cash in. At some point, you're going to get Finn and Priest. Mm-hmm. It's just in what amalgamation are you going to get there? Yeah. Like, can I see Finn beating Seth and then immediately cashing in? Potentially. Or does Finn win and now you've got that tension and then yeah, that builds, I, I, right? I think they're you know going to. I, mean? I think, obviously, predictions are next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we're going to get the Finn win, but Damian Priest is money in the bank. So every time he has a match, exactly. it's one of those like, you're not going to cash in on me, see, are you? I think you see the tease at SummerSlam where yeah. it's like, where you think Priest is going to cash in, but then he helps Finn. I think, yeah, I think you it's, I mean? it's going to be one of those where Finn wins, but yeah. he's like in the corner and Priest runs, walks in with the briefcase, yeah. looks around and goes, and then like goes and helps yeah, and Finn it hits, up. Hits but, Seth with the case or yeah, something. Yeah, or something. But it's yes. like, but like Finn is like, Okay, but yeah. you but you have the briefcase, so you could just cash in, pin Seth. Like, it's I think gonna be it's, one of those. Yeah, I think it's gonna be one of those like happy like. Okay, Finn's gonna have him right, and then looks like Priest is gonna cash in, and Finn's like, "What are you gonna do?" And then he hits him, and then they both smile at each other. Yeah, Finn gets the win, new world champion, and then they all pose. Okay, he's got the briefcase. Rhea's got the women's title. Dominic's got the North American. Finn's world champion, and you're like, and it's a big happy family. Yeah, but then the back of everyone's mind, you're like. When's this gonna? When's the other shoe gonna drop? Yeah, you know and what I, I think mean? I think because you're getting the end of the bloodline story exactly. at SummerSlam, this is gonna be the new big yeah. like week to week. Right, you're not gonna catch in on me, are you? Right, exactly. Like and we're you, gonna get yeah, that. You for still like, got the Roman shit going on, sure. on SmackDown, but like this is the main line for Raw. Yeah, going forward, I think. Yeah, but anyway, that's SummerSlam talk. We'll talk about more about that next week. But yeah. but yeah, Dominic beats Mustafa, and yeah, just, I can't imagine this is ever really a thing. Yeah, and then he'll just kind of. Yeah, everyone was really pissed. Like, you advertise Wesley versus Mustafa Ali, and you're going to have him drop the fun. title? I just wonder why, like, just make it a three-way, and yeah. then just have Dom win, win in right. the three-way, yeah. just so you can get the Wesley thing out. Because it's like, now Wesley's just not on it. And I'm like, yeah. well, he should still be in it, because he gets yeah. he's been champion for six months still. Like, he should still be in the match, whether... There, these title runs like that drive me nuts, man. It's like when Big E was Intercontinental Champion. You're yeah. just like, God, just get it over with. Let's go. Yeah. And then we got Carmelo and Ilya Dragunov. This match going to be a banger. Yeah. They're going to beat the Dra- shit out of yeah, each other. Yeah, Dragunov's awesome. So. Yeah. I kind of hope he wins. He ain't going to, but I kind of hope he does. I don't think he will. I he think, might. I, I don't know. They, they're on the Carmelo train. I think, I mean, I know I the rumors kind of... I heard the, the rumors slow down that he was going to be a part of Imperium or whatever, yeah. but like maybe he goes to the main roster and does something with yeah. like... Seamus's group or right. something like that. I, I think I can think I can think Carmelo could go too, right? The team with him with Bobby Lashley and stuff. Maybe yeah. they'd do something like that, you know, because yeah. you got Trick Williams with him too. Who knows? Yeah. It wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah, I think Carmelo wins, but I, yeah. I do think either one could happen. Yeah. And the other one. I'm sure there's going to be another match or two probably thrown into there. Yeah. That's only, what, a five match card? It's a five match card. Yeah, I think there's probably going to be at least one or two more. Something, yeah. I would something assume spicy. There's, I would assume there's like at least one more coming. But. Yeah, maybe the Heritage Cup or something stupid. Maybe Dragon Lee will lose again. 
It's been, it's been fruitful so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he will. All right, let's get to the last topic of the day. But before we do, this next segment is brought to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. That's right. Use our code always right for 15% off all of your Righteous Felon Craft Jerky products. They got turkey jerky. They got beef jerky. They got sticks. They got jerky up the yin-yang. Every single thing you could ask for when in terms of your jerky needs, they got it. Make sure to use our code always right for 15% off. Uh, go to RighteousFelon.com. Use our code always right, all one word, for 15% off all products. Uh, they send us new stuff every single month. It's fantastic. Constant source. Uh, good little snack, good little protein snack for you if you're on a diet, anything like that. All good stuff. Um, great prices all the way through. And 15% off is nothing to shake a stick at. So make sure you guys go back. Once again, use our code always right for 15% off at RighteousFelon.com. All right, Mike, let's jump in here. Last topic of the day. Um, we did something a little fun, right? We did this at WrestleMania time. You brought this up to me, and I thought it was a great idea. So we've, you know, let, you know, in March, April, whatever it was, when we did WrestleMania, you know, when the good days where we thought were ahead, um, we did our perfect <laughs> WrestleMania card. This week, we're doing, you know, we're two weeks away from SummerSlam. Next week, obviously, we're doing predictions. We have our perfect SummerSlam cards. So I want to let you set the stage, Mike, for how we did this, and yeah. then we'll kind of go through uh, match by match here. Yeah, so for we we changed it a little bit for yeah, Mania because yeah. you know no celebrity taker match. So, yeah, no taker match and no celebrity match because yeah, yeah. you know those don't happen at SummerSlam. It was hard right? enough bringing this together. Yeah, so our criteria here is we have two world title matches. They could be WWE, World Heavyweight, whatever. Yep. yep. We have two mid card championships. Yep. We have one tag team match. Yep. Two women's matches. Yep. Two women's championship matches. Okay, so mine's one women's championship match and one women's championship because I don't know how to do stuff right. Yeah. So and I then suck. and then we have two miscellaneous. Yep. Matches. Whatever you wanted, two matches that you they, just want on that yeah, show. They can they can be championship matches if you want them to, yep. but they're just two people. The yep. big caveat, which killed Rob a little bit, yeah. was you can only use every wrestler once. So if you have. Rey Mysterio versus Dolph Ziggler on here. Mm-hmm. You can't use those two in any other match on your list at all. Right. So, um, so you might be like, oh, I, I, there's, there's a couple that are on that aren't on here that you might mm-hmm. be like, oh, how is that not on there? It's not on there because it might take up too many people, <laughs> which we could get to when we get to it. Exactly. But do you have? Any honorable mentions that did make your list? I have a lot of honorable mentions. Okay. Um, I have like I, one so or two. putting this together. Literally, I you could make a argument that there's two world title matches, two mid card and a tag title matches, all that have Bret Hart in it. Um, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect, SummerSlam 1991 is an honorable mention. First time Bret won the Intercontinental Title. Uh, Bret Hart versus Undertaker, SummerSlam 1997, Bret Hart's fifth world title win. Um, you've got Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart versus the Nast or versus uh, Demolition in a two out of three falls match, which was also really good. Ended Demolition's record-setting title reign at the time. Um, you've got Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, SummerSlam 1994 on the Steel Cage, which was really good. I have another Bret Hart match that I'm keeping actually on my list. Some other ones um, that I had: Sean and Razor ladder match uh, 1996 um, for the IC title. Uh, Stone Cold versus Owen for the IC title 97. That's where the one where Stone Cold broke his neck. Um, oh, you didn't want to keep that one on there? No, I did not. I got um, Sean versus Triple H in an unsanctioned match at SummerSlam 02. Ray and Eddie ladder match for the custody of Dominic. I always just think that's funny because 
Vicky Guerrero missed her spot, and Eddie's losing his mind. He goes, damn it, Vicky, where are you at? Hilarious. Um, I have uh, Rollins and Cena, U.S. versus WWE title match. I thought that was a really good one. Yeah. Outside of the finish where Jon Stewart messed up six times in a matter of 30 seconds. Sure. Um, any other ones on here that were pretty good that I want to list? Uh, CM Punk versus Jeff Hardy I thought was another good one. TLC match for the world title. Hopefully I didn't take any of your stuff but any miss any ones that you had on there um i had for your um, honorable mentions yeah so my honorable mentions were like you said sean triple h the unsanctioned oh yeah that was really good make it. yep um i had ray i don't and, have sean on my show <laughs> i just realized That's I, funny. I have ray and um kurt angle the open yes. that one summer slam yes it was like really 10 good. minutes but yep. it's like one of the best but, openers yes, ever really good um and i also have ray versus dolph at 2009 for the ic title that was really good that too. was that was on the list until like we walked into the studio yeah and then i changed a few things around because i changed another match <laughs> around so that did not make the list but yeah. it was originally going to be on the mm-hmm. list um those are mostly my honorable mentions yeah so. yeah this is hard it was hard for some of us. Yeah, it was tough. Cool. All right. I so still didn't even follow the criteria correctly. I know so. you didn't. So. It's like I basically like went to a test and just didn't answer one, but it's fine. <laughs> so where do you want to start? Let's start. Let's go miscellaneous. Okay. And then we'll go tag. We'll go women's mid-card world title. Okay. Sounds good. So my first miscellaneous, I have. If we have any of the same for anything besides the women, I'm going to be stunned. Okay. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Just because I, I just don't, I don't know. Our brains work differently. Our brains do work differently. Yeah. Uh, my first miscellaneous, I have Edge versus Undertaker 2008 Hell in a Cell match. That's a great match. That's a great pick. Yeah, I like that I like that match a lot. It was really good. Kind of like the culmination of their feud. It was, right? yes. Um, really dug that one. I like that one. My first miscellaneous is Rob Van Dam versus Jeff Hardy in a ladder match for the Hardcore Championship in 2001. Oh, you don't count that as a mid-card? No, because it's for the, it's, for the hardcore title, oh. I, I like I I, I mid card for me was I see. Oh, or I was US. just counting any mid card. Oh so yeah, that's no, why. I wasn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I was yeah. just, they yeah. kind of cheated a yeah, little I was bit. Too. Say, yeah, I, I kind of just had as like, okay, well, it's not like a major championship. Sure. Okay. So um, this match stole the show on this on this card. This match was awesome. It felt like a coming out party for RVD, like mm-hmm. hardcore in this match, um, and they beat the shit out of one another. So that was yeah, it's a fun one for me. All right. My second miscellaneous here is a uh, more recent one. Yep. John Cena versus AJ Styles 2016. That's a great match. That's a great match. Yeah, that was tough. Um, it's not their best of the three. No, it's not. But yeah. it's it's on one of the three. It's yeah, on I have, I have so seen I, it later on in my show. Uh, yeah. My other one is Mankind versus The Undertaker, the Boiler Room Brawl. I thought about that one. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um, that, it's just, you know, first of its kind, right? It, they really couldn't do it the same since then. Um, it was, you know, it was unique to the way it was. It worked with the two characters, you know. Mankind getting the win. Just a lot of things like that are just If like you crazy. went to that show live, probably the worst match Oh, my ever. God. Could not have been the most, most they put, they annoying put those, thing they ever. They put those little, like, 24-inch yeah. TVs for everyone to see. And I yeah. went, so no one's seeing anything. Yeah. There's, just like, a break for 30 Correct. minutes. Correct. Yes. Anyway. Terrible. All right. Tag match. Tag match. This is a I was so interested where you went. It's not good. Don't. All right. Ready? Mine is The Bar. Versus Rollins and Ambrose in 2017. Nice. That's a good one. That's yeah. not bad. The bar was a solid tag team. Bar was for a, a long solid time. tag team. Now, this yeah. is also not one of their best matches, no. but it yeah. happened on Summer Sam. I have Legion of Doom versus the Nasty Boys from 1991. 
This is the first time the Legion of Doom win the world, the WWF Tag Championship. So for context, right? Yeah. They come in. They've already been the AWA Tag Team Champions at one point. They were already the NWA Tag Team Champions. So they were the first team ever to come in and win all three major promotions tag titles, right, mm-hmm. at separate times. Um, this is after their feud with Demolition. So they determined who's like, you know, the copycat of who. Um, and LODs, LODs, you know, probably top three greatest tag team of all time. Um, and this is their first win. So not the best pick ever. It's not the greatest match ever, but it is momentous, if nothing else. It, it was extremely hard. I had TLC, uh, and people are asking, where's TLC? I think we both at one point had we it did. on our list. Yes. But there's six guys on that, and five of which you could probably put in other matches, Matt Hardy not excluding. So <laughs> it's like it's it was. The, the Dudleys also probably yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. not yeah, excluding. Yeah. But like, like the three others, yeah. I had. Jeff, Christian, Ed, you're like, geez, man. I, had, Ed, I, had yeah. I don't have Ed's on my show either now that I'm looking at it, but I'm okay with that. But um, it's just, there's just so much, you know, on here. Um, but yeah, TLC is obviously another honorable mention. TLC would have made the list yes. if criteria was slightly different. Correct. So. Uh, all right, so we're doing the women's. I'll do now. my first women's match just because I didn't follow the criteria correctly. Okay, okay. I got Charlotte versus Trish. Just to, for what title? Yeah, uh, for the Queen of the Eras <laughs> title. Yeah, of yeah. course. Um, yeah, I, I listen honestly more than anything else. I just thought it was kind of one of those. It was kind of like the Rock Cena vibes, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you have two who are the top of their respective generations, and mm-hmm. you're finally getting them to collide. I didn't think it was actually all that bad of a match either. I think you know when Charlotte wants to, she can. You can go. Yeah. So I'm gonna do the one that we both don't have. Okay. Because I think yeah, the other yeah. one we both have. Yeah. So the one I do, that one that you don't have that I have is I put the Oscar Sasha match in. I was thinking about it. I really was. I think you could have went either one, yeah. but yeah. Um, I think it's like we said, it's kind of slim pickings for the women at SummerSlam. There wasn't matches. a women's titles match for a while there, so yeah. it's was, it was not uh, good. So I went because I like Sasha more than Bailey. I just went Oscar <laughs> Sasha, but I mean I think both of them yeah. were they were both given three and a quarter and three and a half stars respectively. So yeah. they're both on the same tier of match, but I, 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 I would not be one. shocked to see the triple threat coming up in two weeks. Take the spot of one of these. Probably. For me, honestly. And really, if we did this list in like four or five years, I bet a lot there's, mm-hmm. it'd be a lot tougher competition yep. when you get a lot more Rias and a lot more yes. Bianca's in there. Correct. But we just haven't had yeah. this revolution of women have yeah. bangers. So, so the other one you've got is Becky and Bianca. Becky and Bianca from 2022. Yeah, 2022. Yeah. No. <laughs> not 2021. <laughs> Why, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Did you walk out of the theater on that one? No. Potentially. No. Yeah, that was it was such a great match. What that should have been the first time around if you were gonna do it, you know, it I understand the story, I guess. It's just not what yeah. I would have done. But yeah. Twenty twenty two version was great. Yeah. Okay, mid card. Mid cards. You want me to go first? Yes. Okay. I've got my first mid card. I'm gonna save my the First one for later. The first one I've got is Rock versus Triple H for the Intercontinental Championship ladder match, SummerSlam 1990. I had that on my on my short list. Yeah. Um, looking, it's just one of those things where you look at the depth where they were at in 98, where you had Taker and Austin main eventing that show. And the fact you had Rock, Triple H in the Intercontinental title scene at that time, craziness. It's a different type of ladder match. It's basically, in my mind, it's like the third ladder match they ever really tried, right? You look mm-hmm. at it and you go, you had Sean and Razor at WrestleMania 10, you had Sean Razor at SummerSlam, and then you had this match, right? Like, this is the next one that speaks out and that comes to you where you're like, oh, okay, shit, it's a little bit different. It's a wrestling match. It's not a ladder match. It's a wrestling match that at the very end, you get ladder stuff in. Mm-hmm. 
but it, they told a great story, and it's just like the beginning of where you're like, man, you know, the, it's crazy to think that The Rock is going to be champion by the end of 98. Mm. That's insane, looking at where you're at at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then Triple H follows it up a year later. So it's I, I think it's one of those, I don't think enough people recognize the level of talent that you're seeing at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, for my mid-card, a ladder match, but not that one. Okay. I have Sean and Razor from 95. Yeah, that's what I had as my shortlist one. Yeah, yeah I love this match. I like this match better than the WrestleMania 10 mm-hmm. one. And I know that's, like, blasphemy to some people. I don't think the WrestleMania 10 match is as good looking back on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it was revolutionary. I get it. But at the same time, I think, A, this match was better, and I think there was matches, you know, they're like, eh, it was okay, you know, yeah. like, um, yeah, I love that match. Yeah, I, 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 when I say I've seen that match, probably no exaggeration, 300 times, mm-hmm. it's not an exaggeration. I've watched that match a ton. Funniest part ever is when Sean can't get the belt down, yeah, and Razor's sitting there on a back body drop to the outside for like 27 minutes. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, What's your other one? I'll let you go first to the last one. I put, if you steal mine, I'll be stunned. I, it might be, actually. No way. British Bulldog Brett. Fuck you. 92. I can't believe you actually put it. I'm so yeah. proud of you. Yeah. So proud of you. Yeah. This well, is it, was gonna, it was between that and Ray and, Ray and uh, Dolph Ziggler. So. Oh, well. At that point, no competition, but it's fine. Um, yeah. It's, best, yeah. it's the only time ever the Intercontinental has main event at a major pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that alone, right? You have the story, you know, the brothers-in-law going at it. Um, in Wembley, you know, Brett's huge over in, in England, obviously Davey being the hometown guy, right? It's a crowning moment for both. It's really Brett's shining moment when you think about where his career goes after. I mean, he's world champion like four months later beating Flair. It's crazy, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not he, actually, no, I lied. He's champion in like October. So like, it's like two months and he's champion, mm-hmm. which is nuts. So it's his crowning moment, really. It is. It's it's the moment where people go and you say, he could be the world champion, you know. And everybody, you know, you look at it and you go, well, he doesn't, you know, Davy wins it, but it's really it's not about Davy in that moment in time because Davy drops it, you know, a couple months later to Sean, and then you're off to go. But like this match was so good, so good. You don't have a feud that good, you don't have a match that good, and it main events it, and it main events it over the world title. That just goes to show you the, the level of strength of the match. Mm-hmm. It's glorious. Okay. Uh, world title matches. Um, my first one I've got, Danny Bryan versus John Cena, 2013. It's the, you know, it's the beginning of the Bryan, you know, revolution. I know Orton ruins it five minutes later, but in that moment, right? <laughs> right? I like the fact that Cena went in, was like, kind of called him out and was like, all right, I'm going to challenge, you know, it's going to be me and Bryan, right? And everybody loses their minds. Yeah. The match was really good. You know, Cena, Cena, two of the best ever going at it. Yeah, my first one is Punk Hardy, two thousand nine. I had that. I had that as Banger. one of my yeah, fantastic, really, people, really good. People die out there. It's crazy. It's really good. This my last one. I think I don't know if if you have it, I'll be shocked. But okay. I don't know. It's one of those that when I saw it when we went through all the lists, I went that was a really really awesome match. I don't think we're gonna have the same. Okay, one. I've got Randy Orton versus Christian No Holds Barred in twenty eleven. I thought this it was match, on my short list. This was the best match they had, in my opinion. Yes, it this was. was their best one. It was better than Money in the Bank when he kicked him in the ding ding or whatever. Yeah. It was better um, than Capital Punishment. It was better than the SmackDown where the you know the surprise title change happened. I thought this match, Christian going in as champion, right? 
doing all the crybaby shit. Orton with the, the finish, with the RKO on the steel steps and everything. I just, when I saw this match, I went, that was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really good. What do you got? Ready for this car wreck of a, oh, of a no. championship oh, match? Oh, no. What did you put? This is a lot of fun. I remember this match is so much fun. Okay. All right. We got Brock Lesnar. And Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns. Yeah. And Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman. Oh, my god! The four away from 2017. Good Lord. What an absolute train wreck oh, of a match. Jesus. Why did you put this on here? Because it was really good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it went, it was, here's the thing is, any of these guys in, like, one-on-one singles normally is a enjoy death gra- sentence. You didn't enjoy Great Balls of Fire, Joe? I, I did not. Did I enjoy any of Roman Lesnar outside of maybe the SummerSlam last year? Yeah. Not really. But when you put all four of these guys together and they're just running around, they're big, beefy men just killing each other, it is a lot of fun. And it really helped out because I had none of these four on anything else on my list. Yeah. So it was easy to put a world title match here mm-hmm. and have like plenty of spots for everything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. To by the way, my main event of the show would be Jeff Hardy Sambon, by the way. Yeah. Mine would probably mine would probably still be Brian and Cena, mm-hmm. but I think it'd be really hard to follow uh Orton and Christian. Um I mean Brett and Bulldog, I mean Jesus, I mean that's I mean you can't really do better than that. I mean my opener is definitely R V D versus Jeff Hardy though, because that match would be off the tizzy. Yeah, my opener would be uh Do we I wonder if at any point in time are we ever gonna have a match that Jeff Hardy's in that doesn't include some sort of weapon? <laughs> From now on, <laughs> just no. I'm talking about like in any of these cards ever, like oh. best ones. Like, is he my favorite Jeff Hardy? Now? I have one match that sticks out for me. It's him against Jericho for the Intercontinental Tell on Raw right before he gets suspended for drug use. I remember that one. That was really because Jericho comes back. That was when after Jericho came back in 08 and won it again. Um, uh, without weapons, without weapons or anything crazy, probably the three way when he wins the WWE. That's title. probably a pretty good one. Yeah, that's probably my other one that I like sticks out to me. But I'm like, man, he doesn't have like a lot of like great. No. Man, that was a great singles all match. All through 2009 was all just weapon matches. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He went like extreme rolls, I quit ladder match, <laughs> bad matches with Punk until the TLC. Yeah, not good. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Next week, obviously, we're talking SummerSlam. Uh, we got Great American Bash. We're going to review, among other things, probably talking some training camp news as well. And we're going to start the NFC divisional rankings. So, a lot of stuff coming your way. That's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck. So, Mike Merkel, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeca. We will see you guys, as always, next time. <laughs>